And welcome back to the Oklahoma Drill. Um, it's just Nathan and Ryan today uh, on this championship week preview. Uh, Sam is on his way to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone tell him how uh, lame that is. And uh, let him know that you are mad jelly. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> Alex is still in college. So obviously this week is hell. Mm-hmm. For- um let's get let's just hop right into the biggest news i think of the week which is of course deontay burton's suspension uh for this game tonight um uh nathan how are you feeling about the thunder's chances uh without deontay mm, they're not looking good I... right 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 <laughs> that wing depth is a real problem obviously gonna get to see some lou dort um which is very exciting i'm kidding of course uh we're gonna just <laughs> move right past the Deontay Burton news and talk a little football. Um, oh, you played a game last week against I the did. team I've heard of. Um, Alex was very pleased um, <laughs> that the uh, he survived his time at Oklahoma State without having to deal with an OU Bedlam loss. Um, I mean, let's I what is there to say about this game? Um uh well oh you ran the ball pretty well right uh right i think it you sort of it, it's funny to compare the night kennedy brooks had with the night chuba hubbard had right it really demonstrates the degree to which running the ball is a team effort um because i don't think either of us would say kennedy brooks is that much better than chuba hubbard no i mean i, think I would say a, in a vacuum you always, right. yeah in a vacuum i'd take chuba but i mean Kennedy outshined Chuba, and I mean, if you had told, I bet if you had told Lincoln Riley, like, Chuba's going to have 104 yards or whatever he had before the game, he would have said, absolutely, I will take that. Like, right. Especially on 25 carries or however many he had. So, I mean, they looked a little suspect early on in the game. They gave up on the opening drive. That was the right. only touchdown of the game. First time Big all gashes. year. Yeah, yeah, first time all year they gave up a touchdown on the opening drive to the other team, but right. after that they kind of... Uh, you know, they kind of fixed whatever was broken, and in the second yeah. half, they played really well. So, right, um, they settled in. Um, mm-hmm. Their fits improved, and uh, yeah, just by the end of it, really thoroughly bottled up Oklahoma State. Not right. much. Yeah. They just didn't have very much success doing anything. And it was um, really cool in the second half, like when things were even. Um, maybe, the, maybe as a two-score lead, and. Uh, in years past, you would have seen them start getting gashed. They were getting fourth down stops. And so that was also kind of cool just to see them, right? you know, not quite as, uh, not start kind of mentally checking out, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love, by the way, getting fourth down stops against Mike Gundy because <laughs> he is, I don't know how it's possible for a man like that to be this conservative uh, <laughs> against OU. Especially he, in like, game 16 or however many he's played against right it's like eventually this is like the unwavering like (laughs) the like you know it's oh it's bedlam anything can happen um except oh you will win and mike gundy will uh shrink from the moment right yeah can we briefly talk about did you you remember the shot that they had during the game broadcast of like it was 
obviously extremely windy night. Right. And you could see his mullet just like flowing, flowing in the in wind. The wind. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was good camera work. I was what an incredible. That was, that was great. Um, definitely the, maybe the highlight in terms of camera work of a absolutely punishing broadcast. Uh, oh, Brock. God. Just. And his, uh, and his, uh, play-by-play guy who compared, um, Drew (laughs) Drew Brown to Drew Brown to Baker. Baker. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Helping absolutely no one in that moment. Just first off, an empty piece of analysis, and second off, just absolutely not going to make anybody like not going to win over a single person <laughs> right. watching that game. Yeah, Drew Brown would even wouldn't even make that comparison. You'd be like, no, no. no. <laughs> is, is he is he kind of short? Is he white? Yep. Is he kind of a gunslinger? Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yep. It's great. Um, yeah, no. There's, it's, it's so funny that he's become a cliche, but yeah. Here we are. Um, yep. But yeah, what was, um, what was Johnny Football is now Baker Mayfield, and so right, which is funny because like not really even like they didn't even really play the same way. Right? Yeah, it's just you know, like you said, somewhat undersized white quarterback that kind of scoots around a little bit. Yeah, Johnny Football slash Baker Mayfield slash scoots. Scoots <laughs> is a good word for what those guys did. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny scooted um, a little faster than Baker. But, right. You know. <laughs> right. He was a, he was a bit more of a scooter. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, um, you know, as you know, the, as far as the day went for OU on offense, pretty, uh, they ran, uh, the, ball. They yeah, ran the ball really well. It's pretty methodical, just kind of right. ran it down their throat the whole game. So um, right. it's not exactly the sexiest kind of uh, game to watch. It's not super exciting, but man, it's effective. So right. And it's the end we'll um, take it. yeah. one of the more like one of the more like concrete piece of analysis we got was when, you know, they talked to Gundy on the sideline. He was like, yeah, that GT play is killing us. That <laughs> GT play kills them <laughs> every year For real. forever. And I just, it's incredible that they haven't, they just are never able to figure that thing out. No. Um, which Baylor kind of was able to, but I was, oh. I'm hoping that us getting a week of not to jump too far ahead, but I really hope that having that week of like just mauling, on the right. line. Well, we'll yeah. And, and Baylor's the, got the, no, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just, just, just going to say, in terms of like, get, just getting reps in essentially. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. Well, and if you remember the last time we played Baylor or you played Baylor, we had a gimpy Eric Swenson at left tackle. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Adrian Ely coming off a knee injury uh, the week before at right tackle. And Baylor also probably has, you know, debatably the best defensive line in the conference. So, right. I mean, there's a, there's a couple uh, factors that o- OSU just couldn't duplicate <laughs> in their in their game because they had a true freshman and Trace Ford playing. Who, um, yeah, I think he did have a sack, so he did kind of show up a little bit. But for the most part, you didn't hear much from him. Israel Antoine at defensive tackle as a redshirt freshman. I mean, so that, they're kind of young there, and uh, OU just right. kind of ran it, mauled them, and ran it down their throat just repeatedly and it was fun to watch that's for sure um yeah and the wind i think probably played a bit of a factor just because Absolutely. it was howling um and yeah though i still yeah. very annoyed about that one deep shot like maybe the only deep yeah, shot right. took all game yep. horribly underthrown um right. but i mean yeah you can say the wind but like come on yeah that wasn't, it wasn't just, a good decision anyway so. right impeccable pocket yeah. um and that was the result Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I mean, it didn't result in a turnover. 
which was good. Uh, yeah. Clean game that, as far as that goes. We might talk about Parnell Motley. Um, yeah, what a game he had. Yeah. Um, I, what, were, what were your uh, opinions on the uh, interception that was not? What, had you... I, about that? I couldn't believe they overturned that. Yeah, me either. Um, just wild. Uh, unless there was an angle that they had that we didn't. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you make that decision. Right, because isn't the purpose... Like, the only time they're supposed to make a overturn a ruling on the field is when it's definitive. And I don't right. know how you could say that was definitive, so... Right. I mean, to me, the question was, like, is, is he catching that ball before his back foot comes off the ground? Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, then like he had a toe out of bounds, I think, right. at that point. But if his foot is off the ground and he's only got the one foot on the ground, you know, no one can tell you. There's not definitive evidence as to whether no. the ball is grazing the white or not. It's, yeah. yeah, so definitely should have definitely should have had that pick, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but even but even with that, he he had the initial fumble. He right. forced another fumble on a corner blitz. He forced uh, a Chuba fumble. Right. Um, he had the pick at the end. So that's that's should have been four by a single guy. That's like that's pretty incredible. So right, yeah. Um, uh, it's it it's fun to see. Um, was it like was it two years ago that we heard in Tringa? Oh yeah, the ball just loves this guy. Yeah, that was before. Or, uh, well, that was the. That was his sophomore year. So, yeah, that would have been two years ago. You're correct. Right. So that's, like, nice to see that finally pay off. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time coming, but eventually, right. eventually it comes around. Yeah, and two years ago, it was actually, like, it's kind of um, interesting kind of uh, going full circle because two years ago in Stillwater, he got put on the bench because he kept getting burned. So Right. Um, and now he had probably the best game of his career. So hopefully we see that uh, moving forward. Um it makes a huge difference. Um, but yeah, what a, what a game he had. Um, and really the whole defense, they outside of a few, the initial drive, like we said, I mean, David Aguebu had a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. Buki had led the team in tackles as a nickelback against a right. power run team or well, a, maybe not a power run, but a team that features the run a lot. Uh, I mean, they played pretty well. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah, I I mean, a really complete game. Mm-hmm. And it was good to see, and I hope it bodes well moving forward, um, which I think it will. Yeah, um, I think they're starting to find out kind of who they are as a team a little bit. Right, finally. Um, yeah, it took a while, but yeah. better late no, than they're, ever. Yeah, they, they put together a complete game, and mm-hmm. not only just like a complete game, but like a consistent game across four right. quarters. Yeah. Like, apart from the first couple drives where they had, where they let Chuba get loose with it, like they settled in, you know, and I, you know, I was impressed with it. Um, so the end result of that is that they come into this week ranked six mm-hmm. with uh, Utah ahead, along with obvi- the obvious, the, you know, y'all, y'all know. Um, <laughs> Georgia and the others. Yeah, Georgia and then the teams that will make the playoff. Um, exactly. I don't know. The Who's, Virginia might get them this week. Oh, if they do. Oh, <laughs> oh I, da- like, I want to see Dabo rage. Oh, my God. I want to see him. I, aren't the they indignant. something like 27-point underdogs or something insane for a, con- right. a conference title? Like, 
how bad of a conference are you if your two best teams meet up and one of them's 27 point dogs to the other? It's just right. incredible. And Virginia, when they chose an interesting time to, uh, yeah, went over yeah. your beloved Hokies. But Fo- yeah, my beloved Hokies lost uh, Bud Foster's last game, uh, last regular season game. Mm-hmm. Pretty tough. And their reward for this is that they do now get to play, presumably. Um, because one, I mean, obviously one of these isn't set in stone yet. Uh, they'll play Clemson in the champ, probably Bama in the bowl game, oh, and then you're looking at starting the season against Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. If you're Virginia's athletic director, why are you scheduling that game against Georgia? I don't what in the world possesses you to do that? Do you just not like winning? Like, what is your, what is the deal? Oh, man. If I just don't I mean, get if it. you're Virginia's athletic director, I've got a lot of questions. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's the reward. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so Utah, obviously. Um, yeah. It was a game that is um, probably going to be starting uh, roughly uh, around the time this becomes available for listening, I'd mm-hmm. imagine. Um, Utah, Oregon is obviously the big one to watch in terms of these rankings for, you know, the Oklahoma fan. Uh, what are like, how do we feel about that? Uh, so we talked about this a little bit in pre-show. I, I think if you were to like just look at the roster from top to bottom, I think Oregon is probably the more talented team, but I think they are not as well coached. Um, I think that's fairly obvious. And also, I don't know what version of Justin Herbert we're going to get. I'm pretty confident I know what version of Zach Moss and what version of the Utah defense and uh, their quarterback and I'm pretty sure I know what Utah is going to show up. Maybe they kind of choke with the national attention actually on them for once because they just kind of exist in obscurity uh, week in and week out. But, and it is a Friday night. We know what happened the last time they played on Friday night. But um, I I don't know really what to expect from Oregon. I think their defense is decent. I think they have a pretty, a very good offensive line, even like a top five offensive line and arguably the best linemen in the country. But uh, it's, it all really comes down to Herbert. Um, I think they can certainly win, but if I were just going to guess, I would imagine Utah wins a low-scoring, ugly, boring game with like seven, stand, seven fans in the stands. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. It's Oregon, like you said, Oregon is definitely probably more talented. Like you look mm-hmm. across the board and you, know, you got Justin Herbert, who is, you know, going to be, you know, there were times last year when people were saying he was going to be the number one quarterback taken. Yeah, I never got that. He's tall. It's like, well, yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, that was also, that was a time when like his primary competition for that role was, for that was going to be Daniel Jones. Um, That was, you know, that was before Kyler went out um, where people realized like, oh man, Kyler is real good at this football thing. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> he, he speaking of scooting, he can scoot. That's but, a scooter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's quite um, a scooter. But yeah, so 
And, you know, this is a defense that was that at one point in the year was like the best defense in the country. Um, but the reality Oregon, is, like, yeah, yeah, this back when they were playing Nevada is, and Southern Oregon and all those other weird right, teams they play. Right. Yeah. Or, but like this Oregon team is like losing its feel for who it is at the exact right. time this Utah team is clicking, um, yeah. which is usually nasty and dangerous. But um, I don't think it's it's certainly not impossible for Utah no. to lose this. Um, but they have to favor them right now just because they're sure. they they're playing like they know who they are. And that's yeah, just how and Oregon's they're doing. They're crushing people. They're, they're beating they're, – yes, they're playing only bad teams. But they're doing to bad teams what they're supposed to do to bad teams. Uh, right. But the thing, the, the thing I can't get past is they lost to the one like really good team. They, or, well, not, not even really good. God, I almost called USC really good. Um, right. They lost to like the one decent team they truly played, the, be- the team with the best record, 8-4, and four, right. by the way, which is just laughable. But right. th- that team, they didn't – yeah, they, yes, they did not have Zach Moss. And yes, they played on a Friday night, which apparently Rob Bullens thinks is relevant. But they also played – uh, after like the second snap of the game, it was like the it was USC's third stringer the whole game. So, and they still lost. Yeah, yeah. And it, so you, you Oregon does not have a comparable wide receiving core, but everything else pretty comparable to USC. So, um, this is easily the best team that Utah has played. Um, definitely the best quarterback they've played. Even though I don't. I, I still waffle on whether Justin Herbert's like a lead or just pretty okay. But um, I mean, like you said, I, I think there's certainly a chance they can lose this game. And this is the first time they've had, you know, the eyes of the nation, if you will, uh, really right. on them because they play on the Pac-12 network or at 9.30 p.m. Central uh, just about every week. So, right. um, I mean, I, I, I'm interested to watch it just for, uh, entertainment purposes um and i'm you know cautiously uh, optimistic that they just make it nice and clean um but then if they lose or georgia will probably lose tomorrow or excuse me win tomorrow and just screw everything up right time, so. right um I, I suppose that's a possibility too moving on yeah. to the back 12 game right uh georgia isn't completely you can't completely count them out uh, no they have the are they, are they? I think they're. If they're not the number one defense, I think they're. They might be number one in S and P. I don't know what right. defense their defense is. is uh, really very good at mm-hmm. uh, doing it. Their offense is uh, <laughs> kind of hard to watch, and they're down like their two best receivers. But um, right, they can they so, can hang around. They could they could ugly it up enough. So yeah, they're like you drag this LSU team in a, into a mud fight, and we'll see what happens. Um, mm-hmm, right, Georgia lives for mud fights. It's incredible. They are so obsessed with throwing like two yard passes. Right. Um, and yeah, uh, Jake Fromm, he's first rounder. <laughs> Jake, Jake Fromm. Um, God, <laughs> Jake Fromm versus Joe Burrow. Ooh. the yeah. meaning of that has changed so drastically in a year yeah if you if you had said that like pre <laughs> preseason people right. would have laughed at it but now it's like ooh, joe burrow so <laughs> right right completely different um, conversation yeah uh <laughs> speaking of georgia quarterbacks and transfer quarterbacks let's just move on okay. um <laughs> justin fields and the ohio state buckeyes uh, versus a Wisconsin team that is probably going to get badly out talented. Um, yeah, 
not probably will get <laughs> badly will get out-talented. badly out talented. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, and Chase Young are going to win this game, and you know, yeah. everyone else is going to look fine. It's amazing that just like it's amazing Jonathan Taylor can be like the second best running back in a game, but that's right. probably what happens in this one. Is right. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is like one of the like two running backs in the country that you would look at that comparison and say, uh, yeah, I'll take that guy. So, yeah, it's um, so that's another one where you're just like, man, I don't see how this is close. No, um, Justin Fields would have to start throwing interceptions, and he's thrown one on the season, so I don't see that happening. <laughs> right, right. Um, Ohio State's just so complete. Uh, yeah, it's a, they're annoyingly. Can we? Talk, maybe this is like a brief tangent. Like the last few years, it's feel like if you look at t- 2017. Each of the playoff teams was like deeply flawed. Um, right. In the last two years, like the top teams have not been deeply flawed, and it's right. annoying. Like they're all just super complete. It's like, where is the, like, it's hard for parody to happen when you can't expose anything on these guys. Like LSU right. has a kind of questionable defense, but Clemson and Ohio State, it's like, where's the flaw? So um, yeah. I'm a little annoyed by it, but yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's frankly very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's why, uh, again, a little ambivalent about the playoff this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we win, cool. Like, I'm, I'm glad to be there. Yeah. But uh, if we got left out, I wouldn't be, like, devastated by I would it. I'd be so. like, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yes, I would like to defend Georgia. Please. Yeah. Bring it on. Uh, yeah. Um, so no Baylor, point. huh? Yeah. Yeah. So Baylor, uh, you know, we saw, we've essentially seen two games against this team. Right. Um, and two completely different experiences. The question is, which one of those was the Mirage? Um, uh, well, I the, think I know. Um, yeah. The, the good news for us is that the, the one that contains the favorable result happened more recently. And, uh, <laughs> more closely reflects the team we've seen as of late right. and by as of late i mean last week so so here's the thing with that first half like ou did just about everything possible to like put themselves in a catastrophic situation right they like, so, self-inflicted like um yeah they turned the ball over they basically gift gift route to baylor 14 they in the second half they fumble at the one foot line they were down their best player, uh, and they still won the game. And right. they were on the road uh, with, with, you know, the eyes of the nation. With game, with game day there, the whole country was watching, and they were down 28-3 to with everything going wrong, and they still won. Right. I don't think they're going to have that awful of a start tomorrow. Right. So, that leads me. I also don't think they'll play as well as they did in the second half. I, don't, I think it was a little bit too extreme. So they're somewhere going to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. But um, that still leads me to think that, you know, if both teams go out and play like we expect them to, OU wins that game. Um, right. It will and have to be like, another. I just, yeah. I just look at how the defense has played for the last 10 quarters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're. They had the midseason hiccup uh, or hiccups, but they, they, and we knew that this season was going to be kind of a roller coaster ride on that side of the ball because we didn't know what they were going to be like. We knew consistency would be a problem. 
Um, yeah. So they, they've kind of gone through that, but they've settled down and they're playing pretty well right now. Uh, and, I mean, people can say, oh, is TCU, oh, is OSU, oh, is, uh, you know, whoever. But, if, I mean, statistically, those are decent offenses. Uh, right. So. And, like, people in the Big 12, um, I no, I'm not going to say which people in the Big 12, but certainly people in the Big 12 are like, it's going to be criminal when Chuba doesn't get an invite to New York. Right. Like, like, Chuba's an, an amazing running back. Uh, I mean, TCU was the number one, coming into that game, was the number one rushing offenses, offense in the Big 12. Right. They, no long, they no longer are, because OU's basically decided <laughs> just to run every down the last couple games. But Right. Right. Um, um, and the like the other aspect of this is that like Baylor's identity this season has really been about like we're not letting we're not allowing big plays right, right? Yeah. no big They're, plays get them out of here yeah and they are that, like that was the thing and... yeah that was the thing about the comeback is that they did it essentially without big plays yeah it's amazing if you go watch that game um, like if you just actually watch it and you look at the stats and you see like. OU has four drives of 14 plays or whatever it was like, that's actually, I would almost argue that is a testament to how well Baylor played. <laughs> it's like they gave up 60 plays in the second half and they're still forcing these super long drives. Right. Exactly. Um, but it's were, the sort of thing where like the second half doesn't look like if you look at OU's offense in the second half, it doesn't look like a comeback. Right. Yeah. It, like it looks like it looked like, you just see those stats independent of the score at any point, and you're like, "Oh, this is a fragment of a mauling." Like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they they are gaining like 200 yards. That I mean, it was super lopsided. Um, but it, again, it just speaks to that first half of how the, just the ridiculous hole that they dug for themselves. Like they couldn't yeah. have done a worse job in right. that first half. Right. That you know, um, like we said, like they spot them 14 points in the first half. Yeah, and then they basically. Be, like basically begin the second half by uh, scoring a touchdown and then giving it back. Right. So like they did so many things that they shouldn't have been able to overcome, and yet they did. That if they just play rel- pretty clean tomorrow, I, I just don't see it. I, Baylor's offense; they have one excellent wide receiver, a couple other guys that can that are decent players, like Chris Platts, a decent player. Jamichael Hasty's a decent player, um, but no one that just says that makes you super concerned. No one that really worries you. Um, Charlie Brewer's like a tough guy. Like, he's an all right quarterback. You know, he can make some things happen. He can run a little bit. But right. again, their their whole identity is they're going to play good defense, make you earn everything you get, and then take advantage when they can. Uh, they're I think they're the number one turnover margin. Uh, team in the Big 12. I think they're like plus 12 or something like that. So they're basically the opposite of OU when it comes to right. turnovers. But right. um, um, I, mean, I, th- I think a lot of what they've done is like, you know, capitalizing on that situ- on that type of stuff. And yeah, they put up 60 on Kansas, but again, it's Kansas. So right. um, yeah, I, I, I think like if I were, if we were going to do a score prediction or something, and maybe I'm jumping the gun on a score prediction, but I mean, I, I would think, you know, something like 35 to 21 if things all go well i mean and maybe four two whole touchdowns seems a little large but i don't know 30 I can maybe see 24 that. I something can like that i see them winning this game by two touchdowns yeah um, 
I think oh, like the S and P plus line right now is I think one touchdown, but honestly, I think it could be two. Mm-hmm. Um, I like because well, you also look at aspects of that game. There were points in the first half where it's like, man, Baylor could just run less stupid quarterback draw play and mm-hmm. you know, end up in the end zone every time. And then there was just a there. There just came a point where that suddenly wasn't true. Yeah, they like credit to Grinch. He made adjustments and they took that away. And then that basically like killed their offense. They couldn't. Right. It, if if you what OU basically started doing was we're going to force you to drive the length of the field, and Baylor could not do that. They couldn't even pick up a first down until right. the last pl- drive of the game. Whenever OU is playing, you know, more or less was. Uh, playing a little bit of prevent, you know they're right. playing, and, he, and even even in prevent, like they force a mistake, right? They actually force two mistakes. Yeah, if Benito catches the first one, but <laughs> right. uh, I mean, it'll be really interesting. I think that the weakness of Baylor's uh, team, frankly, is probably their offensive line. So, and uh, we have rush linebackers that are starting to really come into their own the last couple weeks, right? Um, and we we saw, too. yeah. We saw Ronnie Perkins have a huge game the first time, but now on the other side, there might be a presence as well. Right. So it's going to be really interesting to see if, uh, if that has even more of an impact on Charlie Brewer. And maybe the stat line isn't as dominated by one guy like it was with Ronnie, but right. as a whole, it might be uh, even a bigger impact, hopefully. Right. So, What do you expect to see from Neville Gallimore in this game? He's going to catch a lot of double teams. Is what right. That's sort of been what's happened to him this uh, yeah. second half of the season. But what that does uh, is it frees up other guys. So, right. I mean, it's a good thing unless you're Neville. And then it's probably not very fun. But Right. Um, yeah. That's what I, I think, expect with him. Yeah. I think that about covers the Baylor game. Huh. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot. It, it's not... It's not like because you know what Baylor is. I mean, there's yeah. not a whole lot to really dive into. They are a really well coached team that plays good defense and is good, but not you know ex- super explosive on offense. So, oh, you can handle that if they hold on to the ball. If right. Jalen doesn't turn into turnover prone Jalen, like if he you know five points of pressure, Jalen, like don't turn the ball over. <laughs> right. uh, and uh, um. That's I mean, yeah. I what, what I really do you expect? It'll come. It'll come down to turnovers. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you expect? The, I was just going to ask. What do you expect the crowd to be like tomorrow? Would you? Because I'm expecting like a fairly obviously pro OU crowd. Is that unreasonable? I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Um, yeah. It's. I mean, it's in Dallas, which is. I mean, basically OU South. Yeah. Right. That's OU South, and you know. Baylor's fan base isn't campus. huge. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah. No, I think it'll be a pretty pro-OU crowd. Um, We're assuming that Sam is just bringing thousands along with him. You know, right, they are a legion right. sort of the, situation. The caravan. <laughs> the caravan. Drives. Um, speaking of caravans, let's talk about the biggest OU news of the day. <laughs> the um, schooner. The yeah. schooner. Uh, OU is seeking, uh, according to a report by oh, the uh, the Daily, mm-hmm. OU is seeking professional help in constructing Schooner Two, which is actually probably like Schooner like Five or something. I don't yeah, know. who knows? 
but yeah, the the new schooner apparently uh, we're we're gonna get real professionals, which yeah. is I think really funny. Like yeah, they're like seeking professional wagon builders. Like how many professional wagon builders are there? Right. <laughs> like there can't it's, be. Yeah, I mean, like the College of Engineering has a race car, and this yeah. is actually my thing. Put the Formula SAE car on the field. Make that the scooter. Ponies are like very 19th century. Why don't we just have the concrete canoe guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's get the concrete canoe club. Let's yeah. get the Formula SAE team. Let's figure something out. Let's do right? some. Uh, yeah, this is this would be a good uh, exercise for the real world where they can you know cross team collaboration. Right, um, <laughs> and we can get the roughnecks out of there while we're doing it. It'll be perfect. Hmm. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's we covered the schooner news. Yeah, well, it's important. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, what else are we looking at this week? Hmm. I think we've covered. We've, yeah. so we covered the Big Ten. We covered the Pact. Ooh, Ooh you know what we haven't talked about? What's that? Coach firings. Ooh. Yes. That is Obviously, important. this was the this was the blood week of that. Um, yeah. This is the week where that goes down, and it. I mean, it's the case every year. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Coach Orlando. Yeah, Todd Orlando, um, who has been let go after one, after was this? In, how many years was he there? Well, he was there as long as Tom. So this is his third season, right? Three seasons. You know, he has one season where his defense is really terrible. And it's because it's all defensive backs and they're all hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I, I think they're. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I a bit like drank too much of the Kool Aid, but I I never really thought he was that bad. He always seemed to play OU pretty well, right? So. He, and he seemed to game plan against OU pretty decently. Yeah. Um, so and like, like Tim Beck still on staff. Yeah, he's not the OC anymore, but he's still on staff. So like, what's, right? It's <laughs> what's going on there? Yeah, I don't know what the idea is there, Tom. And they're uh, getting Chris, or like a lot of people think they're going to get Chris Ash. Chris Ash, and they're like, oh. And the, yeah, and they're like, what oh, this he's... program needs is a little more Rutgers. Let yeah, me tell you. exactly. It's like, oh, he was the Ohio State DC when they won the title, but it's like, yeah, but Luke Fickle was the real DC of that team. <laughs> like right. Chris Ash was the co DC. It was like right. basically saying uh, Alex Grinch was the DC of Ohio State last year. He's the co DC, but he didn't call plays. Like, oh, right. It's yeah, and. and... Ohio State won that title because of Cardell Jones and Zeke Elliott. Let's be real. Yeah, they, it um, helps a lot for your defense when you have like Nick or uh, Joey Bosa. Like, <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah. So that's that's the Texas situation. I don't know if you guys can tell that Tom is feeling a little heat, um, because he is currently rearranging deck chairs on the Texanic. Yeah, um, those and like. They were talking to um, Graham Harrell to run the air raid. I don't think Graham Harrell's going to go there. But even if he did, like, you, you really want Sam running the air raid? Like, so I, I don't Just very strange. Um, that's a that is a knee jerk move. That is one where like, okay, like keep the we same are offense not sure and what will work. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep the same offense. Just don't have Tim Beck calling plays. Like, I don't right, know what's right. going on. Do you run the ball with Sam Ellinger a lot? That'll probably work. Yeah, two balls forward. Yeah, he's. I mean, if nothing else, he's large. So right, I mean, right. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Tim Beck. Maybe Tim Beck saw that Devin Duvernay was gone and was just like, yeah, 
Is Devin Duvernay gone? It occurs to me I don't actually know how old yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a senior this year. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all 100 catches of Devin Duvernay are leaving. So right. next year it's just gonna it's gonna be the Jake Smith show. <laughs> so much Jake Smith. Right. Um, and the thing with like Chris Ash, it's like you're moving away from Orlando, which is like whatever. But like, how many other defensive coordinators want to run base dime? Like, and I I know that's kind of trendy, but he like lived and breathed it, you know? Like, right. And it's and like it shows in the personnel that's on yeah, that team right now. Their whole defense is like seventy percent defensive backs, so like they're right. They're super top heavy, right? Uh, Which is a brilliant, brilliant strategy in this uh, Big Twelve. Um, mm-hmm. True chess master, uh, really shutting down. Yeah, because uh, if you look at the Big Twelve, like a lot of it's kind of almost. You see, the offenses have have started kind of shifting to run a little bit more. Like this year, yeah, Cuba I, like, had. Like, who is even still running the air raid? Like, yeah, like I, the true air raid? Like nobody. Like I guess if Alan Bowman gets healthy at Tech. Yeah, I don't really know what Tech's offense is supposed to look like because they never right. really had a chance to run it this year. Right. Um, um, but like KSU, KSU is exactly what KSU has been. Iowa State, you know, they have they run Brees Hall a lot. Right. Uh, I mean, Baylor is, you know, kind of out. Kind, I mean, it's. It's not a very exciting offense, but they they're fairly balanced. Uh, right. like, TCU is a good running team. Uh, they can't really throw. That's their problem. So, right. right. Uh, like, I think TCU could be an air raid team if they were any good. Yeah, if, if um, uh, Duggan could actually throw the forward pass, he's fast as hell, but he can't really throw very well. Right, um, but like it's like you just look in the Big Twelve and you're like, okay, which of these teams do you actually? like work to outsmart by stopping the pass. Mm-hmm. And I like, just, I don't, I don't know if there are any at this point. Right. Like I, it drives me nuts when I watch uh college football broadcast. They talk about, OU like throwing the ball all over the, all over the field. It's like, no, they don't. They, no, they're like, like a 60% run team. Yeah. No, this they, team. I don't even, it's... this team is probably higher than that. This team. Oh like yeah. 65. I mean, yeah. <laughs> This so. is, and that's a, like, by the way, Gundy, um, Gundy's comments about, oh, you being a one man show or this being, uh, you know, a triple option team that lines up in the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't, I mean, you could, you can point the one man show thing and say, okay, that's, you know, that's not really true. Right. But like the, the idea that this is a wishbone team, like I didn't take that as an insult. Like, no, Gundy and Lincoln said spent, he didn't either. Lincoln was like, right. Gundy spent like four years at, Oklahoma State getting his ass kicked by wishbone teams, like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that was he's there in the late eighties. I can't even remember who the quarterback was. Is that Charles Thompson? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm sure. So, maybe some old person will tell us. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, old old people, let us know old, who old who was quarterback at OU while Gundy was at Oklahoma State. I think it was Thompson. At least like, I don't know. Mm. It doesn't matter. But um, I yeah, I mean this that's. I don't. I didn't necessarily even truly disagree with it. Like I wouldn't call it the wishbone, but it, it is a heavy run uh, team that you know they no, there's uses, a lot of I mean, options to motion. pass. And, it uses yeah. like deceptively blocking. Um, yeah, you so, know, yeah. it's you know the I think the I think the offensive yeah you know, the line is doing things that are completely that are completely different Probably, than yeah. what was going on. The they don't but, pitch it. Pro- right. Surprisingly, they don't pitch it very much. Like no. 
Maybe well, Jalen's not good at it. I don't know. I, that's an interesting question. Oh, I mean, we've seen his ball security. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, he, okay. We say we don't pitch it. He did have that one great fake pitch. That's I have, true. Yeah. I've now forgotten what game that was from, but that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Mm, um, I can't a lot of comparisons it. to Jamel Holloway with that one. Yeah, he's like Jamel Holloway, but like 30 pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man okay so that's that i mean we've talked through the texas coaching changes um i mean arkansas is, arkansas that's an interesting one they're looking uh, at the lane train uh right. old miss old miss looking <laughs> at the lane train also looking at the lane train yeah um oh, old miss old fired lane. their coach because of the egg like he got the job because of the egg bowl like, and then he, he lost the job yeah live and die by the egg bowl to be <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the D, he had he did the DK Metcalf, except this time it cost him a game. Right. Um, God, needs, what a what a what a sport. <laughs> I Jason Kirk of BannerSociety.com, for those of you who are not in the know, has like the perfect read on this, which is just the absurd like implications of like because a player pretended to pee, like um, Joe Moorhead kept his job. Uh, because a player pretended to be Matt Luke lost his because a player pretended to be P Mississippi state goes to a bowl because a player pretended to P Mississippi state going to a bowl means that Ole Miss made like $400,000 maybe more. I don't know. Um, like, yeah, just a wild time, just a great time we're having in the egg bowl. Um, (laughs) uh, Missouri fired their coach. Um, Right. I don't. I've seen like some weird rumors with Missouri. I, I don't really have a good read on that one. Yeah. There's there's some like Jim McElwain buzz for a little while. Uh, sure. <laughs> which would just I don't be. I, I mean, I don't know. What does Mizzou want? I don't know. Who wants to go to Mizzou? Like right. their athletic department's like in shambles. Right. And the other thing, it's just wild to me that Mizzou had the best excuse in the world to have a free win on their schedule every Mm -hmm. freaking year. And they walked away from the fact that they are rivals with Kansas. (laughs) They left that in the past and embraced being a mediocre SEC East team and never scheduling scheduling the border war. Um, Border war is fun, too. Especially back whenever uh, KU was good. Like, that was a fun game. Todd Reesing and Chase Daniel going back and forth. Yeah, It's, it's just... Stick Kansas back on the schedule, and you yep, are do it. like that much closer to bowl eligible every year. For real, though, and um, you can you can always say, "Oh, it's our rival and they're Power Five. Right, like, right, exactly. you can't get mad at us about it's it." It's a Power Five game. It's a historic rivalry. It's like, like a truly historic rivalry. It's like Georgia getting to play Georgia Tech every year. It's right. Not quite that bad because because Georgia Tech's had some decent teams, but like they're never very good. But Georgia Tech can just like basically get a nice win every year, and or excuse me, Georgia can just like count on that. Right. And I'm jealous of it. Well, I guess we get to play OSU, and even though they're usually decent, like they never beat us, so <laughs> it's that's nice. Yeah, but I don't know what the decision making process is going to be like in Columbia. Mm-hmm. I don't really think anyone does. Jim McElwain sounds fine. Yeah. Is it an exciting hire? I can't really. He did a good job at Central exciting. Michigan. I mean, there's no sharks. There aren't any sharks in Columbia, there presumably. Aren't sharks so. in Columbia, <laughs> sir. So, oh, got man. that going for him. Um, yep. 
No, that might actually be a de- uh, deterrent. I don't you know. think he's um, like, ah, I, I, ain't no sharks. How can, <laughs> yeah, I go, can't go there. Got no sharks. No, he um, is in uh, Central Michigan. So <laughs> yeah, we are implying that there are sharks in Central Michigan, yeah. which is in. I don't even know. Is that Kalamazoo or is that Western? Uh, which one is Kalamazoo? Which one is in Kalamazoo? Yeah. Oh man. Um. But yeah. So, Mizzou. Um. There I'm were Googling. others. Yeah, I'm Googling there were others. There were definitely others. Um, Chippewas. This is good podcasting. As this I, is this is great. We're both Googling right now. Mount Pleasant. I don't even. Oh, okay. I don't think sure. I even knew that. So, okay, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other teams that fired their coach. There will be many more. I mean, there were like s- small potatoes ones, like. Colorado State fired Mike Bobo. Right. Or, well, Boston I think they like College it. fired Steve Adazio. That's true. They did. It's like what? Is, mm. yeah, I can't believe what, Matt what Ryan. They, <laughs> yeah. What Matt are you Ryan trying walking to through do? that door? <laughs> right. You have <laughs> Steve Adazio, and that's like perfectly acceptable. Well, like, I guess this. I mean, if you ever get blown out by twenty at home to Kansas, that it just oh, this yeah. is what happens. This yeah. Is, this is the. It's James Franklin signed an extension, so Florida State is still kind of just spinning in circles. Uh, USC decided to just keep Clay Helton, so good job. You basically sabotaged your whole recruiting class and then to, <laughs> and then publicly endorsed yeah. it. Which, oh man. Oh. Nathan, I'm it, so glad that you got to be introduced to the wonder that is R.A. Abraham. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I vaguely knew about him, but like now I get to see it firsthand. So yeah, the insider. Um, there's um, Charlie Strong out at USF. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. Oh. I think there's some buzz that like Willie might go back to USF. That'd be um, fun. They yeah, should do I mean, that. It makes sense. Um, that'd be funny. I would really like. I would be really amused if USF got Willie back and then like came out of this. Looking better than FSU? <laughs> they, probably, they probably will. All right. I mean, FSU is probably going to try and... Ha- if I were going to, like, place a bet, I would guess they're going to go for Mike Norvell at Memphis. Um, which, I mean, fine, I guess. He's done a decent job. Uh, he's mm. basically continued what Fuente had going there. So, right. cool. Um, does it get their fan base that excited? Probably not, but, right. I mean... So... I googled something just now because I was curious. I put I typed into Google.com Hypel to Mizzou. <laughs> Is that um, well, no. And here's Bring the thing: home. I think it yeah. makes I think it makes sense, right? He was OC there, yeah. And he left for a job, and he's been successful. Kind of makes sense. Uh, except that when he left for UCF, like a lot of players were really mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Missouri DE Marcel Frazier rips Josh Heupel, says he left team in bad position. Mm. He seems to have a tendency of like his players not liking him. Because, right. uh, like, <laughs> I just saw like the other day, Zach Sanchez was tweeting about how he didn't like Heupel at OU either. Well, obviously, he, I mean, he was on defense, but still. Right. Like defense, see... maybe, that, maybe that speaks to him as an OC because <laughs> yeah. defenses don't like him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I try not to hate Hypo too much because, like, yeah, he's he won too, a title. He, I mean, because I mean, yeah, the the offensive the OC thing didn't go super well, but I can't 
I can't completely erase 2000 from my brain. So right. I don't know. You know, he won a title and yeah. he it's I, I think the real problem, the real problem for Hypel, and this is the real shame of it, mm-hmm. uh, is that he got replaced by like the best dude <laughs> yeah. in the world at his job. <laughs> right. It's like it's like I think people wouldn't have hated Landry Jones as much if he didn't immediately follow Sam Sam right. Bradford. Right. Like it's the it's the issue that um where it's the direct comparison sort of deal. Right. Um, I saw something today, actually, before, and I think we're kind of winding down, but mm-hmm. um, that was kind of interesting of the 1999, 2000, I think it's the two, I guess it would have been 2000, Heisman, uh, top four. No, it was, yeah, the 2000 top four, the year that Hypo got second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Winkie obviously won it at Florida right. State. Then Hypo. The number three was Drew Brees at Purdue. <laughs> And number four was Ladanian Tomlinson. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird year for the ice. Drew Brees and Ladanian Tomlinson. Um, yeah. Over. What did Chris Winkie even? I mean, Chris Winkie was like 40. <laughs> yeah, Chris Winkie was like, he was basically, uh, oh, crap, the OSU quarterback a few, uh, well, I guess 10 years ago almost at this point. But he had played in the minor leagues for a while and then came back and was like in his late 20s and was balding. Um, he's like 28. Uh, right. Yeah, that was fourth back. Round pick by the Panthers. He was the fourth pick. Holy cow! No, he's fourth round. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, fourth round. Okay. Uh, he okay, led I did the not Panthers know that. To a beautiful one in fifteen. Oh, um, yeah, awesome. Fifteen consecutive. Um, which yeah. uh, I, th- I think is a feat that has only been eclipsed by the Detroit Lions and my mm-hmm. beloved Cleveland Browns. Yes. Um, yeah, so but that that top four just kind of it shows how wacky college football hate, is because like you get like these amazing future Hall of Famers, right? And, and they're, they're thought of a in the, minor the league same... baseball player, <laughs> yeah. And they're, like and they're all thought of on like the same level at one right. point in time, so it's pretty funny, right? Yeah, man. Okay, so where are we at? Where are we at? Do we have anything mm. else? Or are we, I don't we think, think I don't think so. I mean, I think we've talked about the game. We've talked about the what's going on around the country. Um, I think we both kind of have the same expectation of, you know, as long as they go and play clean and don't shoot themselves in the foot and put themselves in awful situations like they did the first go around. Uh, they should, you know, key emphasis on should uh, come out on top. Um, yeah. If Utah and Oklahoma both win by two touchdowns, what does the committee do? Oh, that's a, I guess that's a good question. We didn't talk about that. What do we expect? Um, if they both win by two touchdowns, I don't know. A part of me thinks it's, you know, it's a, re- it's a, if more than anything else, this is a reality TV show. And I can't get past the fact that they didn't put, they had no incentive to put OU on top of Utah last week or this right. week, I guess. Because then it takes out all the uh, suspense. Of right. Why would you? Because it, it basically says exactly what we, unless something crazy happened, we know who would cut, get in. Um, right. There's, I think, there's intrigue now. Yeah, there's, there's intrigue, exactly. So I think what it, OU would have the undeniable better resume. Um, right. It, I don't it would know be a how, question of, like, 
is Utah playing better than OU right now? And I would right. say that like comparable, vic- comparable victories in the two championship games would suggest that mm-hmm. maybe OU is playing better right now. Right. Cause and I don't, I think most people would say Baylor is better than Oregon. Yeah. I mean, Baylor, I mean, I think, I, I think I'd agree with that. And right. um, I mean, Baylor's 11 one, they're right. ranked number seven directly behind OU. It'd be on a neutral site. So if they go and beat them by two touchdowns, and they went on. We went on the road at a ranked team last week, and they won by by double digits, pretty hand, right. pretty easily. And they were never really out of control. Right. I think at that point you could start saying, "Well, yeah, you had some kind of uneven performances, you know, several games ago, but the last two against ranked teams, they've played really well, and you know, they won right. by double digits. And so, why would?" If you just look at resumes, I don't see how Utah would have the argument to saying, oh, well, we still deserve it because because you're kind of overriding their argument at that point. But um, so I guess if that if that happened, I would expect OU to get in. Um, what I would be afraid of is if OU wins by three and Utah wins by 14, right. then I would be a little bit uh, I think it'd be right. a little bit more dicey. Expect to hear the word. If that's the case, expect on Sunday to hear the words "game control." Yeah, game control. You'll probably still hear it some anyway, especially if right. Jonathan Vilma's on there. Um, <laughs> right. I, I, it, what we we kind of mentioned it earlier. It's like if Georgia wins, then it's all moot because I think Georgia and LSU get in if that happens. Right. So um, then um, it's just then it's then we just get to go enjoy the sugar. Yeah, we get to go to the Sugar Bowl against Alabama. Oh, yeah, man. get to go. Oh, we get. Well, the, you would the... get you would get Jalen versus Bama, and so that yeah. would be fun for everybody. Like everyone would have a good time. We wouldn't have to play Tua. Uh, no, maybe Mac Jones those... would throw more interceptions off of butts. We get to play four first round wide receivers. That would be right. Fun. Mm, Pat, just Pat Fields one on one against Jalen Waddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that'd be a that'd become a drinking game, but right, um, <laughs> all. right, uh, all right. Well, I think that about covers it. Um, yeah, I think so. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can subscribe to the podcast um, on the podcast, the Apple Podcasts app, um, the Google Play Store, or on Podbean. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at RW Maxi um, and follow Nathan on Twitter in your dreams because you deserve it. Um, you may find me and you may click follow, but I might not. There's a, there's a, there's a degree of likelihood of me not accepting it. So. Right. He's got, he's got to check follow your clout you file right, first. That's true. That's true. Uh, Nathan is the only person in the world still using clout. Somehow the servers have not shut down for him. Hmm. Um, all right. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week uh, where we'll be talking about whatever they say on Sunday. Yeah.